This Family Life News Podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. Bring U.S. citizens home. The number of casualties is still being assessed. The bottom line is that many House Republicans simply think this bill doesn't go far enough. Donald Trump now leads Joe Biden by five points on the backs of Pennsylvania taxpayers. He looked up and pointed up. Do you remember why? I was thanking God. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. We start across the pond where King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. He's already started treatments. While the king was undergoing prostate treatment, another issue was detected. After going through tests, it was determined uh, that the king does indeed have a form of of cancer. His family has been notified. The king told his sons personally, uh, both William and Harry, and then he told his siblings after Prince Harry will be treated traveling here to the United Kingdom to see him in the coming days. Charles assumed his post in 2022 after waiting more than 50 years for Queen Elizabeth to step down. There's no word on the type of cancer or how aggressive it is. He has canceled all of his appointments. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in the Middle East. He's pushing a proposal for another hostage swap with Hamas terrorists. They're really going to be urging the interlocutors who deal with Hamas to try to accept this agreement, try to bring most importantly, U.S. citizens home, but also to achieve a pause in the fighting. It's bombs away in the Middle East. The Pentagon offered an update today on our bombing attack in Iraq and Syria. The number of casualties is still being assessed. Pentagon spokesman Major General Pat Ryder. We currently assess that we had good effects and that the strikes destroyed or functionally damaged more than 80 targets at the seven facilities. Ryder said more is coming. This is the start of our response and there will be additional actions taken to hold the IRGC and affiliated militias accountable for their attacks on U.S. and coalition forces. More than 40 American soldiers were wounded and three soldiers killed in that attack in Jordan. It looks like the immigration bill the Senate put together over the weekend will be a no-go in the House. To say that it's dead on arrival is certainly possible, but but the bottom line is that many House Republicans simply think uh, this bill doesn't go far enough. Here's Democrat Chuck Schumer. This is one of the most important pieces of legislation that the Senate has seen in years and years and years. And we cannot let politics get in the way of passing this legislation. Even New York Governor Kathy Hochul weighed in today holding a press conference on it. The only thing standing in the way is that the House Republicans refuse to take action. They don't want there to be a resolution because they want to keep the chaos going. New York City negatively impacted more than just about every other city in the U.S. with the illegal influx of immigrants. House Speaker Mike Johnson says the measure does not address the fundamental flaws in current migration policy. The deputy chief of of U.S. Border Patrol, a 33-year veteran of the agency. He said it's as though we're administering an open fire hydrant. He said, I don't need more buckets like the president's proposed. I need to stop the flow, and we know how to do that, but Joe Biden is unwilling to do it. Meanwhile, the House may vote tomorrow to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas for his handling of border security. Nevada is set to hold one of the more confusing presidential contests this week. The state will hold a Republican presidential primary on Tuesday and Republican Party-run caucuses on Thursday. A new poll shows there isn't much excitement for a Biden-Trump rematch. The University of Massachusetts Amherst questioned over a 1,000 people. 
and 53 percent said they didn't want former President Trump to run. Fifty seven percent said they didn't want Joe Biden to run. A second poll to tell you about this one by NBC News and The Wall Street Journal has Donald Trump widening his lead over Joe Biden. Donald Trump now leads Joe Biden by five points. Compare that to the last time we polled back in November. Trump was ahead then, but it was only by two points. NBC News political analyst Steve Kornacki. For the first time in November, Donald Trump pulled ahead in our poll and now at five points. This is the biggest lead NBC has ever had in 16 polls for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. The poll has Trump ahead by 22 points when it comes to the economy. He has a 35-point advantage when it comes to securing the border. California is under a state of emergency as a major storm dumps torrential rainfall, 80-mile-an-hour winds knocking out power. Part of the roof coming off of this home that covered a sunroom, we are told by the homeowner that nobody inside was injured. But all over the city, it is a scene that folks have been trying to to clean up as trees are down because of the strong winds. The storms will continue through at least Tuesday morning. Millions under high wind alerts. And a Russian cosmonaut has set a record for the most time spent in space. On Sunday, Oleg Kononenko logged his 878 day in orbit aboard the International Space Station. By the time he returns to Earth, he will have spent more than 1,100 days in space. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, adoption restrictions in New York. Tow truck drivers hit and killed on the job and the man that has been painting squirrels red. The state had to issue an alert. We've got those stories coming up after weather with Kevin Williams. Well, we've got a cold, mainly clear night ahead tonight. A couple of sunny days to follow. Later in the week, milder air will move in and temperatures pushing or breaking 50 are possible. For this night ahead, it will be cold but calm and clear. Low temps, 20s, teens in a few valleys. Tomorrow and Wednesday, plenty of sunshine and tranquil. Hi, tomorrow, approaching 40. We're in the 40s for some on Wednesday. Thank you, Kevin. Checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro takes the wraps off a more than $45 billion state budget proposal tomorrow. He's setting himself up to be president of the United States on the backs of Pennsylvania taxpayers. Seth Grove is the ranking Republican on the House Appropriations Committee. When the surplus runs out, it's during his re-election for governor of Pennsylvania. When the rainy day fund runs out, that is on his presidential run in 2028. I don't think that's fair to to treat Pennsylvanians as a political pawn, and I think he should be balancing the budget starting this year. The governor will deliver his budget address to a joint session of the General Assembly in the Capitol Rotunda on Tuesday. It will not be in the House chamber where it typically is because of scaffolding that's been put up to fix a leaky roof. Critics are calling on Governor Hochul to change adoption restrictions in the Empire State. We get the latest on this story from Family Life's Jeremy Miller. Advocates say New York's adoption policy is one of the most restrictive in the nation, and they call it anti-child and anti-woman. Hochul's Office of Children and Family Services imposed a new edict this year that limits the financial support adoptive families can give to out-of-state birth mothers. The restriction, which also affects New York birth mothers, says financial help can only be made 60 days before the baby is born and 30 days after. Critics say it's easier to get an abortion than to adopt a baby in New York. 
Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. Recent changes to state police requirements appears to have had the desired effect in Pennsylvania. 40% of the 1,800 applicants for this year's trooper exam are not in college. Before this year, they would not be eligible to become a state trooper, but they are now because of changes to the application process. Those who've applied have until February 7th to take the state trooper exam. New York is making $25 million available to help volunteer fire departments across the state. Those funds will be used to cover the cost of new equipment and facility upgrades. It's great for the fire service uh, statewide. Equipment's getting expensive nowadays, so uh, we welcome it. Randy Apperson is the fire chief at Bemis Point, New York. The higher heats that you're exposed to with all the plastics uh, requires updated gear, and us old guys, it gets heavy. <laughs> Fire engines today cost up to a million dollars each. Ambulances cost about $500,000. A new AAA survey shows nearly 125 tow truck drivers, mobile mechanics, and emergency roadside technicians were hit and killed on the job the past eight years. For those that are uh, working on the side of the road, uh, rescuing stranded motorists, providing valuable service uh, to, to all motorists, it really is a very risky enterprise. AAA's William Corey says most of those highway fatalities happen on highways where the speed limit was 55 miles an hour or higher. A judge has rejected a claim that New York's marijuana licensing cheats out-of-state applicants. Family Life's Greg Gillespie has more. The court tossed out a challenge by two California applicants who say they were unconstitutionally discriminated against as out-of-state residents. The ruling means that hundreds of licenses are reserved for in-state residents, most of the marijuana market in New York is controlled by illicit store operators. Pro-family groups have continually warned that the sale of any marijuana will lead to higher abuse statistics, lower mental health, and addictive behaviors, simply so the state can try to make money. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. And the New York State Conservation Department is irritated after they put out an alert they never thought they'd have to say, don't paint the squirrels. Apparently, there's been a suspect since December in Putnam County that's been trapping and spray painting squirrels bright red in an attempt to figure out which critters have been causing his dog to bark. Conservation officers have filed criminal charges against the suspect. It's time next for tonight's market report brought to you by Faithward Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks are down today to start the trading week, but the S&P 500 broke another all-time high last Friday thanks to tech as it gained 1.1% to end the week. Major index futures were down in early morning trading today following Federal Chairman Jerome Powell's comments regarding rate cuts last week. The largest tech names have been releasing their earnings, but still more companies are left with Spotify, Eli Lilly, Ford, and Chipotle releasing their earnings tomorrow. Retail store giant Macy's named a new CEO. Former Bloomingdale CEO Tony Spring is taking over as Macy's struggles with slowing sales, closing department stores, and employee layoffs. Auto retailer Carvana has seen a recovery after the company announced 18 months ago that it will restructure as it was facing bankruptcy worries. Since then, Carvana has cut more than a billion dollars in expenses, laying off more than 4,000 workers, and launched their own vehicle processing software platform. Now the company is working on its third and last phase of return to growth. The S&P 500 sector gains coming from healthcare and IT, losses from materials and utilities, crude oil closing above $72 
a barrel. The Dow fell 274 points. The Nasdaq lost 31. The S&P 500 down 15. Faithward Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at faithwardadvisors.com. This is the time when many people who began an exercise program at the beginning of the year start throwing in the towel. Hi, I'm Rob West with a Faith and Finance Minute. At about six weeks into a fitness regimen, many people quit. They aren't seeing the results they hoped for and are ready to give it up. Exercise experts say the thing to do is push on through. A person who keeps going for a few more weeks likely will turn the corner and begin seeing genuine change. Well, the same is true of starting a budget and controlling your spending. The first few weeks, even the first few months, can be challenging and you may feel like giving up. Don't. Recommit and push on through. It won't be easy, but trust me, you'll be glad you did. Discover the best Christian financial articles, podcasts, and videos by visiting our website, faithfi.com, or by downloading FaithFi, Faith and Finance from your app store. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, 20 years as a school crossing guard. And as she's honored, she gives glory to Jesus for her work. We've got the story of Alice after one last look at weather. Well, all is quiet on the weather front. High pressure will be our dominant weather factor over the next couple days and nights. Clear, chilly nights and sunny, seasonable, reasonable days. After some patchy evening clouds dissipate, we'll be left with a clear, calm and frosty cold night tonight. 20s for most teens from rural valleys. Tuesday and Wednesday, plenty of sunshine. High temperatures Tuesday, 30s to near 40, and mid-30s to mid-40s for high temperatures on Wednesday. Milder air comes in late in the week, eventually leading to some showers by week's end. Winter weather, not back in any profound way in terms of snow or ice until we get into next week and beyond. Hey, that sounds good. Thank you, Kevin. Finally, at five, there was a heartwarming send-off this past weekend for a beloved crossing guard in California named Miss Alice. Hundreds showed up to honor the 20-year veteran crossing guard Alice K. Tolbert. Kids from this school year and their parents, who were under her protection 20 years ago, locking arms and singing. Woke up this morning with my eyes. Grateful for Miss Alice, here's to you, here's to you, Miss Alice. You've done so much for us over the years. An outpouring of love as she retires from Ruth Acty Elementary. Steph Welsh is one of the generations of students that were under her care. She's the best of us. Not only keeping us safe, but like showing us what respect looks like, what it looks like to like truly respect other people. If the world was Alice's corner, it would be the world we all want. The elderly crossing guard sat on a chair in the middle of the circle with her arms raised in the air as the kids sang to her. This reporter asked why her hands were up. Alice, there was a a moment when they were singing that song to you. You looked up and and pointed up. Do you remember why? I was thanking God for letting me be the person that I am. On live TV in front of millions of people, the old crossing guard sang everything good in her comes from Jesus Christ, the testimony of a humbled heart and a woman well-loved. And that is the world that we live in for Monday, the 5th of February. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 O'Clock Report on Family Life. Thank you for listening to this Family Life News Podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.